Welcome back to the Kanich Yeehaw podcast on the Last Choice Network. I'm Jared. And I'm Natalie. And today we're going to be talking about what's in season for fall 2022. What are we watching? Well, we are watching quite a few things. Um, so many things, in fact, that we had to spread it out uh, over yeah. two days. Uh, so, well, I guess the first thing that I wanted to talk about, we figured we would do um, things that are continuing first. Right, right? makes sense. So, first on the list, Spikes Family. Yes. Ran, um, I don't know if you want to call it season two. It's more like a part two from... I mean, it's season two. I kind mean, of, yeah. I don't know. It's um very much just like a direct continuation, though. It's not like there are different arcs or anything. The same things are happening. I mean, it's we we got into the dog arc. <laughs> yes, we're in the, we're in the dog. <laughs> we're the arc the now. dog is finally there. <laughs> yes, um, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's still really good. Oh yeah, very it's still good. very entertaining. It's um, the child having family bringing together propaganda that japan needs right now so maybe i think we all need yes I mean, we honestly, all need actually honestly yeah. um don't know if it's gonna work but i mean it's i mean it's whenever, very cute yeah whenever you see anya you're like man i wish i could have one of those maybe and then you're like, yeah, and then you think about it a little bit and you're like it doesn't really go like that actually yeah does it, huh? yeah but um it's still very funny mm-hmm. we're getting it seems like we're getting a little bit more of your we are um, I, you can tell that from the uh from the OP as well, the opening. Yeah, the no. opening. And it seems that, I mean, yours pretty much already have had, like, her own half episode with the last one. Right. Um, And it's, it's, it just seems to be focusing a little bit more on your in Anya, as where, whereas the first part, or the first season was, like, Anya and Lloyd. Right. Um, So I think it'll be fun to see more of a continuation of that, because, honestly, I haven't quite figured out uh, yours personality like not a hundred percent like i get that she's like kind of socially awkward because she's like an assassin and everything right but she also still like really loves anya right like is very like motherly towards anya i don't know i feel like there's a little bit more that i'm excited to see be explored definitely I guess. she was yeah. very much in the back seat of the first season of the first season yeah um i mean and it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. i mean they want Lloyd, all in all, is the main character. Is the main character, is the driving force right. in why everything is happening. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it went from, like, here's... Even within the first season, it's... Here's Lloyd, the main character, in the first half of the first season. Right. And then in the second half, it kind of went more towards Anya mm-hmm. when she's at school. Right. And then now we're going to get more of your... Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get Bond after that. The dog. Yeah, the dog. I'm very, I'm very happy with the um, with the inclusion of the dog. I yes. love that he also has superpowers. Yes. And the... I love that it's something that um, him and Anya like kind of kind of bond over. Um, I also really like though that his so his superpower is being able to see the future, but I love that like he's a dog. So he doesn't really have a drive to change that future. Exactly. Which right. I think is great. Honestly, because like that's like what a dog would do. He'd be like, oh, like this is going to happen. Right. He has no like recognition of what the future means. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the combination of like Anya being able to like they kind of like share it. Right. So like Anya feels like she can be open about her powers with Bond because Bond also. I mean, right. Bond is a dog. So like. 
first of all, there's that. But then, like, they kind of, like, use their powers together. And Anya is the one who's, like, interpret interpreting the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is a pretty fun dynamic that is, like, introduced. So. Right. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny um, how whenever they, like, they, like, did the thing in the first episode, like, they were done, like, everyone saved the day. Yeah. And Anya was, like, no star for me. And they're, like, we have to keep this secret. Secret. <laughs> Anya is still trying to be Starlight Anya. Yes, yeah, star- that's what it was, yeah, Starlight star- Anya. Yes. <laughs> so I'm still definitely excited to see how it progresses. Because it also, Anya is also very much into this whole, like, my dad's a spy, and he want he needs me for a mission. Right, kind of makes me a spy too, right? Right. So like, especially with the inclusion of the future sight now. Yeah, now she kind of has future sight. So like indirectly has future sight. So like she's definitely treating like her going to school like a mission, even though mm-hmm. she hates it. But like, you know, she has the whole like oh, um, mission become friends like. Right. Like in her in like the fantasy of like what's happening in mm-hmm. her mind. So very excited to see how it all plays out. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um mm-hmm. I you know, this is something that like I didn't really super think about in the first I hope we get more like merch. Yeah. Like there there aren't really like or I didn't really see like figures. I mean there's right. a couple Anya figures. Right. I think they're rolling out now mm-hmm. more. Um, and what actually tells me that is the fact that there was the Spikes Family section in the Kinokunia. Right. Um, which is a, a bookstore, a manga bookstore that we, go, that we go to sometimes, um, that also sells like, just like anime things. Yeah. Figures, um, whatever. But I, I was actually kind of surprised to see that at, at Kinokunia. Really? And I was. Um, because like... I don't know. I feel like what's usually there isn't necessarily that genre of anime. It's like either like shown. I mean, like I know that it's shonen. I yeah. know that Spy's Family is shonen, but like, I like like action mean. shonen. Yeah. Like not like this is this is like almost slice of life shonen because like yeah. there's just trying to be a normal family, but then there's also all this like kind of like tension action underneath. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of... It, it surprised me. But mm-hmm. it does make me think that more stuff is, like, rolling out in production. Right. And we are going to see it um, when we go to our next convention, which is very exciting. Yes, our next convention is in December. It's in December. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, there's no, like, your figures, like, large figures. There's a lot of, like, miniature, like, chibi-style figures mm-hmm. for them, but nothing, yeah. like like, to scale. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think we'll get more. Yeah. I think we'll get more. All right. And so then there's that. Now, the next on the list for things that are continuing is Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic. Um, oh, my gosh. So I I never watched the first season. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> I never watched the first season. And honestly, I'm, I mean, like, I can. Like, yeah. they're short, right? But I just, I never did. I think I watched maybe one episode, mm-hmm. and I don't really remember it. But, I mean... What's there to say about Pop Team Epic? I mean, we it's... can go back and watch it. I mean, yeah. it's not like there's a there's a continuity exactly, or anything exactly. like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, good. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it's, um, 
Gags. Satire. Gags and yeah. satire, yeah. I So I actually read Pop Team Epic, like, mm-hmm. before, um, like, maybe, like, a couple years before it, like, had an anime adaptation. And I was so surprised whenever it was announced because I'm like, why? And, like, how? Mm-hmm. Because there are some, there are things in it that it's just, like, so, like, ridiculously stupid, but, like, just so great. Right. Um, and it kind of, it is, so, a thing about, like, the Forcoma style mm-hmm. is that, like, there's a timing to it. Right. And so, this really excels it, um, because it's able to, like, force a pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes some of the jokes funnier. I also think, I'm not 100% sure, because I'm not, like, super, I'm not, like, keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some, some bits that I think are original. Like the yeah. mecha bit. Uh-huh. I think that was original. Mm-hmm. Um, because it surprised I, me if I'm yeah, Especially I the longer ones. The longer ones, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's funny. Still funny. <laughs> yes, it's still funny. I love that they play with the art style mm-hmm. um, because it does like it has a set art. It has like a set official art style, I guess is what you could call it. Yeah. But still within the show, they're willing to like change it, you know, right. and like and like it it changes with the jokes. So like exactly. which I think is like really smart and something that you could really only do with a show that's kind of set up like this, like this um, um, four coma like fast-paced kind of th- kind of thing where like it's just jokes after jokes after jokes you know mm-hmm. um by the way what a fork, yes yes sorry. what a what a four coma is um which i believe it's it's called a, a yokoma right yeah, but then like so. it's the slang is four coma because um if you think of like a comic strip like a think of like like a magazine comic strip though like very short there are four panels and in those four panels you tell a joke and right. all you all you get is those four panels, so Pop Team Epic was originally written in that style. So very like small condensed scenes where it's just a joke, it's just a punchline, right. like something building up to a singular punchline, and that's it. There's no story. There's no nothing like that. Nothing too lore deep. Yeah, not at all. I don't yeah. think there's any lore in like in pop team epic yeah like so they they will r- come back to a joke they'll revisit yes, a joke yeah. but nothing more than that yeah so think of like like a like a like garfield exactly it's like garfield where yeah. i mean like you can get a garfield book and that's a long story but for the most part in the newspapers you read it and you're like haha and then that was it yeah um so they do have like they've added like longer ones definitely notice that like these really short jokes are like um like are around these longer ones and i think in the first season um i know since i i had like read most of the jokes that were from the first season Mm -hmm. um i think the first season was mostly the short jokes right as well Mm -hmm. oh i was gonna i was going somewhere with the art thing sorry no i wasn't i forgot so i think it's like really cool how the art style can change depending on what the joke is um, like how they have this recurring joke now with the B side. Yeah. So like having it stylized like some like Yuri romance between the two mm-hmm. and they make it look like a real like a real anime. If you know what it looks like, you know it doesn't look like a real anime. Yeah. It looks like a 
like a comic strip. Like it doesn't look like a what you think of when you think of anime. But then they had this ongoing joke about B side, which looks like a real anime, and like they're in love, like in some romantic entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they'll make joke, but because like it looks so real and looks better than what pop tape epic usually looks like they usually throw in a joke about how it's going over budget yes <laughs> which i think is really funny uh yes um uh, one thing that i saw with like the fans is that so i think it was in the let's see what episode we're we on right now four we're on episode four so i think it was in episode two mm-hmm. they had a really long mecca joke mm-hmm. and like it looked like on par with like regular or above average mecha anime right and so people were like fans were like making the joke like oh i hope the next episode they like have some real shitty animation to yeah. like compensate for the budget yeah um <laughs> but like that it, that's so what makes it so good that's what i mean is that you can like see all the jokes reflected even in the style itself yeah. not just in the spoken humor yeah yeah but the fact that the fact that they can, the studio that's made—I don't know what studio. Let me look for a second. Um, but the studio that makes it, um, I think it's Kamikaze Doga mm-hmm. or Space Nickel Company. One of those two. I think that they actually go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else they make. I haven't really heard of them before. Um, okay, yeah, but um, I mean. Good on them for being able to do all of these art styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. Now, so that's it for, like, continuing ones. But we do have a remake um, in our midst, and it's Ursa Yatsura, which is just called, like, Ursa Yatsura 2022 right now. Um, I I never watched the original right, Ursa Yatsura. Either. You didn't either, right? But we know what it looks like. We know. I I wouldn't go so far as to say that we knew the premise. Yeah, I mean, this. I, knew I didn't the, know. The, I, didn't I knew know the, the gist of. I knew the gist of what it was about. Yeah, I knew that. Well, I mean, to tell you how much I knew, I thought Ursa Yatsura was the name of the the girl character, and it's not. I don't know what the name comes from, mm-hmm. but or what it means in Japanese, maybe or I don't know. Um, but just like some like I guess background, the original. Um, uh, anime ran from 1981 to 86. It has 194 episodes, 12 OVAs, and six movies. Wild. So there is a lot of Ursa Yatsura content already out there in the world, but it's very old. Yeah. It's very old. With that being said, it looks beautiful. It does. It's like the new one. Yeah, the new yes, one. The it's new one. such an upgrade. Yes. Like it's such a good upgrade and but it also still kind of keeps true to that 80s style of it anime it does and i really appreciate yeah. the the character designs are pretty much very the same 80s. yeah they're very 80s with the face shapes and the yeah. eye shapes um but it's just much more like vibrant yes and yeah yeah um mm-hmm. it's made by the same it's made by the same studio that makes the JoJo anime. That's actually. right. Yeah, I remember yeah. reading that. And so they're like their colors that they use mm-hmm. are really nice for it. Right. I think it's pretty funny. It's cute. Yeah. So premise of the story very wild. Stay with us. Mm-hmm. So there's a human boy. He's a teenager. He's you're pretty basic. He's a very basic teenage boy. 
um, likes girls. Horny. Horny. <laughs> um, and also very unlucky. That's yes. like his defining trait is that he is like so incredibly unlucky. Like from the day of his birth, only bad luck is only bad luck surrounds him. So one day, Earth is invaded by aliens. And the aliens, they, essentially the aliens look like humans, but with like little horns. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what they look like. Maybe like some of them are like really big, like the the main invader is really big. But he's like, I'm here to invade, like very openly. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, by random, sele- we have randomly selected one human on Earth to like a duel. Yes, to fight for your survival. Yes, to fight for your only, but only one human can do it. And it's been randomly selected and it's the unluckiest boy in the world, mm-hmm. the main character. And it's all up to him for if Earth gets invaded or not by aliens. So he's like, oh my God, I'm just a little guy. What? Then the main invader, I guess like commander or whatever, is like, okay, we challenge you to a game of tag with my daughter. And she's like, she's very pretty. Arf, arf, awooga. Yeah, and that's exactly how he responds. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll do it. I get to touch her, I'll do it. Like, sounds great. Here's what he doesn't know. She can fly. She has electric shock powers. <laughs> she is an alien. Hello. Um, so he gets to do this tag race. I'm basically describing the whole first episode. It's, yeah. The whole first episode is just like the premise of what the entire rest yeah, of it's what's going to happen. Yeah, it sets up the, sh- the rest of the, the rest show. The rest of the show. So he does in this tag last how long? It's like... It's like seven days. Yeah, okay. It's like a week. So he tries to do it. Obviously, he's failing miserably because she can fly. Yeah. Right? And everybody is like man we're doomed like basically this is it it's over day six comes around the girl that he the human girl that he had a crush on is like if you he's like she's like listen to me if you win this i will marry you and he's like for reals for reals and she's (laughs) like yes i promise you if you can save earth I will marry you. Also, the ongoing gag between the two is that he keeps asking her out and then she says yes. And then he like cheats on her and looks at other. Well, cheats on her by like looking at and asking out other girls. Yeah. And then she immediately breaks. Wow, look at that ass. And then she's like, fuck you. (laughs) You know, like essentially. Anyway, so he's like, oh, my gosh, I have got to do this so I can marry her. So he goes in the last day and the entire time all he can think about is how he's going to, he has to marry this girl. He has to. So that's like on his mind and he's super determined and he's like all energized. Basically, he's just like screaming the word marriage a bunch. Mm. That's it. He's just like, he's absolutely deranged at this point. He's just screaming the word marriage. And I mean, he, and it works. He he wins. He he wins the game of tag. He yes. finally does it on the last day, and they don't have to, and they aren't invaded. Um, but in that match, the alien daughter Lum thinks that the reason why 
he was yelling marriage was because he was trying to marry her. So now Lum is in love with him and thinks that they are married. Like actually thinks that they are husband and wife now. That yes. he has won the game. And this is how the anime starts yes. with this alien girl Lum wanting to like be the wife of this loser guy. And he actually does not want her to be his wife because she is an alien with electric shock powers, has a pretty high temperature, and he's horny. He wants to be with every other girl. But she responds more violently than the human girls do because she can just electrocute him. Right. Yeah. And that's like the comedy of it then, is they do that kind of like around and around in a circle, that kind of joke. And he's just trying to find different ways to get rid of her. Yeah. And it's the constant like love triangle between the three characters. Yes. He's still um, trying to he's still trying to get with the other girl. Yeah. He's still like, no, nah, babe, I wanted to marry you. Trust me. Like. Yeah. And then Lum is like, darling. Yes, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very pretty. It's very cute. Yes. See where it goes. Um. I was a little hesitant on mm -hmm. the first episode because it took, like, a majority of the episode for the, like, setup. And right. then, like, the last, like, ten minutes or so of the episode was, like, really quick, like, Jokes. gags. Yeah. And, like, I was a little worried that's how the rest of the show was going to be, just, like, mm -hmm. quick gags. But it's not. Yeah. And so I'm, like... We'll see where it goes. They have yeah. 194 episodes that they can reference. So. They do. Um, <laughs> it does say that there's only going to be 23 episodes. On this though, season. At least for this season. In this season. Right. I mean, this ran for five years in the past. So yes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. it's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. um, um, you were watching one more yes, thing. Yes. Yes. I am watching two other shows that she is not. Um <laughs> But the continuation show that I'm watching right now is My Hero Academia Season 6. It's the sixth season. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, bored. I'm just a little tired. Like, they're at the point of doing kind of, like, kind of, like, bullshit things of, like... Oh, you had, like the last season they like the villains figured out that they can like upgrade their powers by being put in situations and so like they have their powers but then they have like their power powers and like now the main villain is being like genetically modified and like eh, I don't know. I'm still watching it. <laughs> like so it must be good to at least some point but like it's good to a lot of people yeah it's good to a lot of people um <laughs> it's just the sixth season right so like these are it's like over a hundred episodes um i've been watching this for like a while is the manga still going yes the manga okay. is still going there you go that's it yeah and like i hear some pretty wild dumb things happen in the manga too so exciting yeah so, I mean, it's kind of at one of those points where it was like, they haven't introduced a new character in a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, or like a new villain in a long, since like the second season. So like, it it's kind of like... It's been a little stale. Edging. Uh -huh. It's like, yeah, we're upgrading this guy. He's going to be stronger. Eventually. Mm -hmm. We're now getting to the point where he's about to be stronger. Not yet. In the next episode. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Just 
continue. I mean, that's that's one of the things that like makes like One Piece, for example, more watchable is that they're like here's like here's a new villain, here's a new villain, here's a new mm-hmm. villain, you know, just like you mix it up a little. Right. And like I don't know. Kind of bored, but like like I said, I'm still watching it. <laughs> So now our new stuff. Yes, now stuff that is new, like new, new. Yes. This season, um, first one I have written down is "Do It Yourself." The, yes. The DIY anime. DIY anime. Um, so, premise of this one: first of all, get this. It's a high school setting. Yep. And there's like, and it's, and it's shojo, right? And classism. And it's classism. <laughs> um, so far, there's no love interest. That's not a part yeah. of this. That's not. That's not a part of this, right? It's one of those shojos. I feel like there's shojo where there is love interest and there's shojos where there's not. Yeah. Right? That's like a way to classify the two. This is one where there's not a love interest. Um, so it's about high schoolers. Yes. The main character the main is Yasefu. Yes. No, it's just Yua Serifu. No, it's Dua. No, it's not. It's not? It's not. It's not. It's Yua Oh, it's Yua, Yua Selfu. Yeah, Serifu, that's, that's which right. is the joke. Obviously, is that Yua her Selfu. name is yourself. So and then, do it. Oh my god, yourself. Anyway, that's the joke. There's, there's, that's the joke. So, but Yua is just such a sweet, sweet young soul who, um, clumsy, who is like has one brain cell just bouncing around in there. Doing its best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she. so she is, um, well, as you mentioned, classism is a really big, um, is a really big point in this anime, basically. Um, like, it's a, it's a big point to, to a sense of comedy. So there are two friends. There's Yua, and then there's her other friend, which I'm forgetting the name of. Also, also Yua only uses nicknames. So yeah. at some point, I might say somebody's name, and it's, like, not even really their name. Um, so Yua and her friend, they live next to each other. They're neighbors in their childhood. And now that they're in high school, they go to different schools. Yua goes to a lower class school and then her friend goes to a higher class school. Miku. Miku goes to a higher class school that is surrounding the lower class school. Once again, it's, the classism is to a point of comedy. So it's literally like the lower class school. And then the higher class school is built around it. Yeah. In like a, in like a C shape. Um, and it's huge, right? Obviously. Um, and now that she goes to this higher class school, and it probably has something to do with us. I mean, spec- it's anime, but I'm speculating. Probably has something also to do with how she was raised. Miku thinks that she is just like so far above Yua. Yeah. But Yua, who is the sweetest soul ever and has one brain cell dancing around in her brain, really still wants to be her friend. And really still thinks that they are friends. And that she's just kind of, like, in a bad mood. But, like, they're still friends. But, like, Miku is, like, treating her terribly and, like, telling her that she's dumb and, like, you know, all that stuff. And you is just, like, you're so funny. Like, Mm -hmm. just taking it, you know? Um, anyway, Yua, clumsy, always hurt, always daydreaming. Perfect attendance to the nurse's office. Perfect attendance That's to the nurse's office. That's an ongoing joke. That is an on- ongoing joke. She's always in the nurse's office. Um, 
So she, I don't even remember how she stumbles into the, the, the club room. I don't even remember. I don't. I either. remember that she breaks her bike. Yeah. And then, like she, like the chain oh, breaks no. off or um, something. She okay. So what happens is that she's on her way to school and the chain like comes off of her bike and then an upperclassman fixes it for her and then she Super was handy. yes and so she was talking with her classmates and her classmates were like oh. Um, that upperclassman is a part of the DIY club. They work out, out in that in shed. In the shed out back. Yeah. And so then she goes to the shed out back because they're like, oh, the upperclassman, she's so scary. scary. Yeah. Um, and then one thing leads to another, and now she's a member of the club. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> and it's like she wasn't doing anything else. Yeah. It was, basically. One of, it was one of those scenes where it's like, yeah, why not? It wasn't even like, I feel like sometimes with these like, club oh we need we need more members in our club scenarios it's like you get people that are like i don't really know if i want to join the club yeah you was literally like i'm here i'm not doing anything else sounds yeah. like fun <laughs> um but i think that it's really cool that they that they um with this idea because i think that this idea like a diy club um when you just say it sounds really simple yeah you know and i think that the fact that they put it in this kind of futuristic like i'm not just talking classism in the sense of like rich and poor i'm talking like they the opening shot is usually like like drones carrying packages to be delivered to people like there are there's high technology things happening yeah in the world like they're happening but then there's also like the everyday lower class people who are still riding their bikes and still taking the like you know like yeah. They're the low class people that are still like keeping to more like lower class. Yeah, like her things. friend Miku takes the bus to school, but that's only for the upper it's class. Only... No, 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 science. it's only for the for the rich school. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's only for the rich school and so um Yua has to take her bike. Has to take her bike and she always struggles going back home because it's uphill. Yeah. So like it was something that Miku would always kind of make fun of her for. Yeah. Right? Until she started walking home with friends from the DIY club. And now Miku's like, what the hell? They, friends, because Miku, Miku doesn't have any friends. Miku's like textbook, Sundari hates everybody. Yes, yeah. So, whatever. Anyway, it's very cute. It is very cute. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I think it's so cute that they like to make things. And that's all the other part of like why it's, really cool that they have it in this like more futuristic like technological advanced world is that the the club president is very much like you know like the heart and soul of of doing it yourself is um the feeling of accomplishment that you've made something yourself right like a lot of what is brought up is oh why would you make that yourself when you can just buy it right why would you make it yourself whenever you can like like, that's so old. That's yeah. an ongoing joke. It's D- it's DIY is so old. That, like, why would you ever want to do anything yourself? Right? Right. And she's like, there is, like, how can you guys not have... In her mind, she's like, there is just so much satisfaction to be had in crafting and making your own things. And then being able to look at them in your space and being like, I did that. Right. Like, that's so cool. So, I um, I think that it's just, like, really adds, like to the message of why like the DIY club is important yeah like you know definitely yeah yeah no it's really nice it's sweet mm-hmm. um I'm excited I like the characters 
Right, yeah. Um, there's definitely some pretty good characters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the next one that I have is Blue Lock. Yes. Which is Blue one, Lock is interesting. Which is one that I saw on Twitter and was like, I have to check that out. Um, and then I kind of made you watch it. And now I'm the one that's kind of making us keep watching it. <laughs> um, so Blue Lock is... Or how it was introduced to me on Twitter was it's a horror artist drawing a sports anime. So Blue Lock is is about soccer, first of all. Soccer Squid Games. It's Soccer Squid Game. So basically, backstory premise is it's. I looked it up. It's set in twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, because there was apparently a very big soccer fumble from Japan, some like international. I don't know anything about sports. Yeah, me either. So, I'm going to just trust. There was some soccer debacle. (laughs) World Cup, I don't know. In Japan in 2018. So, this is from the point of view of of a boy who really wants to be good at soccer, right? And he's, like, very much just, like, main character looking guy, right? Really wants to be good at soccer, but he just can't really get it. Um, it opens with him losing, him and his team losing, um, which he thinks they lost because he passed the ball, yeah. and then the person he passed the ball to did make the shot. Um, and that makes him upset. Right. So, what ha- what happens is a bunch of like high school soccer players get an invite to... The soccer squid games. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that they're they're in this like arena, quarantined, whole bunch of yeah. They're in like a bunker, like squid because, game. Yeah, and it's like huge, except for it's above ground and it's more publicly known. Yeah, because there's like a whole there was like a whole like press conference press conference yeah. for it. Okay, um, so people know that it's happening, and I guess technically they signed consent forms and whatever, whatever. Um, where they gathered a bunch of young soccer players and their goal was to push them so hard at soccer, at like winning soccer on an individual level until there is one remaining. Yes. And they would weed out the bottom ones and the bottom ones won't get to professionally play soccer ever. Yes. That's like the premise. Yeah, they're trying to create a star. Yes. Because they're like... They say, they're like the state of Japanese football football the state of (laughs) japanese soccer is abysmal we need a drastic change in how we are training right so they get this crazy ass man who has a crazy ass plan to just absolutely ruin these kids like absolutely yeah absolutely ruin them um yeah i think the craziest part about it is that they reference like real life soccer players yes they do they do mention real life soccer players i don't i only kind of know them because once again i'm not a sports person and i'm definitely not a soccer person yeah like honestly i wish this anime wasn't soccer me too but it is and that's what (laughs) but it is so from what i from what i found the um the artist and the writer of blue lock the manga and the show i guess um, both don't have a, a huge, what? Legacy? Yeah, they don't really have much of a legacy at all. They're pretty new, but um, they do primarily write 
and draw horror gore things Mm -hmm. and it is very interesting to see a sports anime drawn this way it is because i feel like a lot of sports animes whenever you think of them except for maybe fighter animes not counting not counting fighting animes are upbeat they're very like positive (laughs) and they're very like they're bright like they're a like a happy shonen this is yeah this is a very negative show <laughs> this is a very negative show like but like but it's because it has this like weird horror undertone of yes. like i mean like no Foundation. one's no one's dying no right. one's dying but these kids like soccer's everything and the fact that or the idea that if they lose this they they would have to quit like ever like playing soccer ever again at right. a professional level is like absolutely horrible. Right, because all of these soccer, all of these kids are like star soccer players. Yeah, there, and there's there's a bunch of them. We haven't there's a bunch of them, and a lot of them we haven't met yeah. yet. So you know, a lot a lot more characters are going to get introduced. Um, so we're on the third episode. We just watched the the third episode. Yes, we just watched the third episode, and I think that I mentioned it briefly to you that. It's interesting that it kind of challenges what a team sport is. Mm-hmm. The show the show challenges what a team sport is. I think about like a lot of other team sport animes and once again, this is a very negative anime, right? But all these other team sport animes and I'd li- and I guess it'd be fun to talk about this again if we talk about sports animes yeah. are the focus is rarely the sport, always the team. Always the friends. Always yes. the positive journey. The, the positive journey of growing friendship and getting better at a sport together. Right? What Blue Lock does is completely abolish that notion. It actually says, like, it says, fuck the team. Like, actually, the mate, the, the weird-ass, whack-ass guy that's right. running Blue Lock is like, I get that, like, soccer's a team sport, but we need more ego on the field. Yeah. Like, he's literally like, we need strong ego on the field if we if Japan is to get better at soccer. Right. So, I think in the third episode, they talk about this, like, theory of how a team really comes together and how a, te- how a team creates a sport. So, I guess I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. Basically, yeah. the, the weird-ass, whack-ass guy, forgot his name, sorry. Ego. His name is Ego? Yeah. Okay. They refer to him as Ego. Okay, Ego. I think they gave they he like said his name maybe, but all of the characters refer to him as Ego. Okay, so Ego is the guy who created Blue Lock. He says, "I want you guys to create soccer from zero. You're all strikers, and I'm gonna put you in a team, and you guys have to figure it out." So what that means, and look at me, being a sports person, explaining <laughs> soccer. To people who maybe don't know what soccer is, and I know that a lot of these people probably do know what soccer is. Basically, that means that the, a lot of them are not playing positions that they're used to. Yeah. They all want to be center of field. Nobody wants to be the goalie. Nobody wants to play defense. Nobody they wants to play want to defense. Offense. They all want to do offense. And they're all very violent about it. They get into a very violent fight within their own team over who should have the ball. When the game starts, which is already obviously a very rough start. So they're all really busy fighting amongst themselves and then the other team also until somebody finally breaks free with the ball and makes a goal. 
On the other team. On the other team. On the other team. So I think it's interesting then they go into this whole theory that like in order to create a sport from zero, the your goal is to get to one. And the the like idea of moving from zero points to one point is how you know how to build a team Mm -hmm. i just think that that's so interesting i think it is as well um (laughs) and kind of like creates this idea of um while we are all a team Mm -hmm. there is one person that is the most important there is one person that's most important we everybody else is at least at least this is the way in soccer Mm -hmm. Probably honestly could be translated into other sports as well. Yeah, like except, football. Yeah, maybe. except maybe like baseball. Yeah, which they actually bring which they up. Bring up um, that they you bring can't up translate that, it to baseball. They bring up that ja, like Japan is good at baseball because it's very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, like you are put in positions, mm-hmm. but um, in soccer there is one key player and everybody else is supporting them. Yeah. So whenever this one player moves their score from zero to one. The team starts to realize if we want to win this game, we're going to support this guy. Yeah. And they're like, we like their goal, like because they don't want to like lose their privilege to play soccer forever. They're like, I I no longer care. I've almost kind of like lost my ego. Yes. Because right now, what I need to do is make sure this guy has the ball and nobody bothers him. Mm-hmm. And that is how they multiply their score, and that's how they move up from zero to. And they, they make the reference of going from 0 to 10 to 100. Yeah. So, which is like how you win, obviously, right? Right. The 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 star player makes it from 0 to 1, but his the support makes it from 1 to 10 to 100. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's how you build a team. That's like how you structure a team. And I just think that, I don't know, I hadn't thought about like team sports like that. Right. Because it's never been presented to me like that. Exactly. And I thought that was really interesting. And I'm looking forward... To more sports theory. Wow, yeah, look at too. me. Looking forward to more sport theory in my sport anime. Um, okay. Enough of that, though. <laughs> uh, moving on to Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, I am... So Chainsaw it's Man, it's finally here. here. It is finally here. You guys know I've been waiting for it. It is finally here, and it's everything that I asked for. It is so good. It's very um, good. It is so depressing. I knew it was depressing. Like, I didn't read the manga because I had been waiting for the anime to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was going to be depressing, though, and it's even more depressing than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. It is so good, though. Mm-hmm. We're only on two episodes. We're though, with only this one. on second episode. Yeah. A lot of these were on the third one, but this one, we're only on the second one. Yeah. Um, I mean,. Studio Mappa, they're doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. There's even a part in it that it looks CG, but it's 2D, like animated. Yeah, but it's just so full. Yes, it is so amazing. rounded. Yeah, it is crazy because yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a 3D animated scene as well when I first watched it. Um, yeah. It was actually pretty funny because when I saw previews of the show. There are certain previews that make it look like it's 3D, but now I think that it's probably 2D. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of money is being funneled into this. Like, a lot of money is being funneled into it. And from what I understand, from uh, what you told me before watching this, I didn't really look it up recently, Mm -hmm. but it's a very successful manga. Yes. Like, very successful manga. Um, And it was, it's very, it's made it a very anticipated anime. So. That probably had a lot to do with 
the money that is being put towards okay this. so this is the crazy thing yeah so there's definitely there's definitely like mappa is definitely putting like their top staff on this mm-hmm. but like they're also doing like five other shows right now. Mappa's always doing the most. I know. It's just like right now though. <laughs> like they're like working on so many things right now. Like it's kind of crazy. Like they're pretty stretched thin. Mm-hmm. Um, yet they're still able to go above and beyond. Like it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Like not even just animators, but also like animating like, like they're having multiple people work on it on this show mm-hmm. and or have worked on this show right. like different storyboard artists and things like right. that. right they seem to have a lot of they just seem to overall have a lot of people working on this because even yeah. the idea of having a different outro that's so oh many, yeah that's so many musicians <laughs> that's so many bands like that's because okay so i guess if you don't know anything about chainsaw man it's gory yeah it's shonen it's well maybe even more adult leaning it, it is, it is. it's it's adult leaning shown in so maybe not quite boys but yeah you know i don't remember what that's called seinen seinen it's seinen yeah. right it's seinen um and it was often compared to dor hitoro and jujitsu kaisen to if if that gives you any frame of reference i never watched jujitsu kaisen but i have seen dor hitoro yeah um basically it's it's just a lot of gore and it's it is. um a lot of like underworld demons yeah the, <laughs> the general plot is that the main character dingy he is like millions he, and billions of dollars yes in debt he, because and of his he mother and father father he inherited debt and so he's never known a day that's been good in his life he's been homeless you know and what he does to keep a living is that he um he kills demons with his pet demon um, which is like a dog yeah with which a little chainsaw he, with a chainsaw on his head yeah he's a little dog with a chainsaw on his head it's really cute and so he's like super abused by the mob mm-hmm. um because they super underpay him right and um then he eventually dies. They turn on him. He dies. Well, they get possessed by demons. They don't necessarily turn on him. Well, they turned on him. They they brought him there. I mean, they turned on him. They purposefully brought him there to... Um, okay, I, I can kind of see what you mean. Either way, he dies. Yeah, he dies. Um, he fuses with his demon dog. Yeah, his demon dog is like, you have shown me such kindness. Like, it's really sweet, actually. Yeah, it is. Whenever they're dying, he, the dog actually finally speaks to him, like, because they can understand each other. And he says, I love hearing about how you dream of a better life, and I want you to show me that. Yeah. And I want you to see it. So he fuses with him so that he can continue living, but as a fusion of a demon and mm. a human. Yeah, so now he has the ability to turn into Chainsaw Man, a chainsaw demon. Mm-hmm. He's um, got chainsaw head, chainsaw arms. Yes. That's and so look. now he has been founded, or not, he has been found and recruited by the official, like, demon hunting um, organization. Yeah. And now he is working for them. Right. But he's still kind of a little shit because he's never, like, known He doesn't know do. anything about polite society. Yeah. So, like, he is rude. He is... He's, like... I, he's both rude 
with he's both rude knowing he is and rude sometimes when he doesn't know he is yeah. so it's like a very back and forth thing yeah like they show like he's living with like his mentor mm-hmm. and he's just like it just shows him like being really trashy but like yeah. he didn't know better he's he like didn't grow up with parents that like taught him to pick up after himself because right. he's never owned anything mm-hmm. and so it's like um one thing that i have seen i saw this i saw a tweet about this Mm -hmm. and i really like it stayed with me um and it's the fact that so like since he is like kind of a garbage person um he's never really known love he's never really known affection and so he's also a teenager and so he's like horny right um so like for example, like, they're like, oh, to stay alive, you need to have a goal. You have need to have a goal in mind. He's yep. like, okay, my goal in mind is to touch boobs. Yep, that's his goal. That's the only thing he wants in his life right now. Yeah. Is to touch boobs. And so, like, I saw this tweet that was like, people are going to inter- interpret this show as just like another horny show mm-hmm. and not like what the story is really portraying as a person that is so like down out of their luck mm-hmm. that like these are the own like these desires are the only thing that they, they can even, think, even of. think of yeah 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 because um whenever he was thinking about um well because he was he was also thinking like Oh, like right now, living with my with this mentor, even if he doesn't like the mentor. Yeah. He gets to eat. He gets to bathe. He gets to sleep on a bed. Like right, right now, he thinks he's living the absolute highest life that he can. Right. Which is why whenever he he asks himself like, "Oh, I need a goal. Like, what what more could I want?" Exactly. And it's like the only thing he can think of is to touch boobs. Right. So, I mean, like, yeah, I'm I mean, super looking forward <laughs> to where this goes. Right. Like, I want more more characters introduced. Yeah. Um, more action. Ready for more action. Yeah. More action. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Power is such a good character. She's mm-hmm. absolutely feral. Big and feral. Yeah. Um, just a good cast overall. Yeah. And I know that they, they've said some interesting things about the production, like how there's going to be, you said original fights. Yes. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There should so be original fights I brought in this. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I've talked about this before, maybe, um, because we were talking about upcoming anime. Mm. Um, so there's going to be fights in it that weren't in the manga, mm-hmm. which I'm really intri- like interested in, like how that's going to work out. Right. Like, is it fights that were off screen um, that they're just going to animate, and like, how is that actually going to affect it? Mm-hmm. Like, canon or yeah, whatever. Like yeah, the difference. Like what in... are they going to consider the canon? Right. You know, is mm-hmm. this going to build? Is this going to have character development? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. Mm-hmm. What I'm wondering because I was told this on Twitter once again. Okay, on Twitter they were like, okay, so obviously Chainsaw Man is gory, mm-hmm. but what people don't talk about is how much vomit is in it. Yeah. We have yet to see any vomit. We have yet to see any vomit. So I'm wondering, but I don't know if that means that it's censored. Yeah, I get like what maybe you mean. there's vomit in the manga, and there's not going to be as much vomit in the. 
basically they were like, look, no, everybody talks about the gore, no one talks about the vomit. <laughs> so I'm like waiting. I don't know, like how to yeah. put it. Where I'm like, anticipation. I, mean, I have anticipation for there to be some nasty ass <laughs> vomit, but maybe there's not. Maybe it's censored. I don't yeah. know. I feel like we would have seen him by now yeah. with some of the things that were happening. Like maybe. I don't know. I thought Dingy would be vomited by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> With everything that's happened. <laughs> right. I think this is... For me personally, I think Chainsaw Man is probably going to be the star of this season. Um, mm-hmm. It has the potential. Yeah. It does. Um, and then lastly, mm-hmm. I'm watching the new Gundam show, Witch, of Mercury, Witch from Mercury. And it's good. It's um, revolutionary... Gundam, Mercury, three houses. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's it's written by the guy... It's written by a guy who first got his, like, foot into the industry by writing the Utena uh, light novels. And you can really tell. You can tell. It's pretty obvious. Especially in, like, the first episode. They have the whole setup of, like, oh, I'm a bride and whoever wins this, like this duel becomes my groom and then the girl is like well i won the duel now what and she's like well i guess you're my groom bride Mm -hmm. like they literally say i think they like bridegroom yeah like (laughs) and um we're married yeah but they have really good characters um well the main character specifically she's like she's from mercury and is kind of like aloof and kind of generically like um like country like characters Mm -hmm. like the country bumpkin character Mm -hmm. like that's kind of how she is and uh and she's like i have a list of things that i want like done while i'm at school like study with friends and like go on dates and things like that and so it's really cute um it's a good combination of characters and I'm really excited to see where it goes because there's um well as per usual in Gundam there's space racism and they're they've made it very apparent in this one actually um like there's some serious bullying and things like that mm-hmm. within the school and um but no, I'm interested because this is a separate universe and Gundams are defined differently by like how they're made, like instead of just like the model, it's interesting. And so I'm curious as to where they're going to go. I don't know. I don't remember if it said how many episodes there are going to be, but I'm curious. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Gundam's good. <laughs> so, and it, this is like a pretty, if you've never seen Gundam before, check this out because you don't have to watch any other Gundam to enjoy this one. Right. I think that's about it for today. Yeah, I think that is. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for joining us yeah. on this episode of Kanichi Hall. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And we'll see you all in the next one. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm.